Greetings to all my cool cats and cool kittens. They try to bite us stuff, so they stay frostbitten. Thank God it's Thursday, March 19th, 2015. It is your man, DM Cool, and welcome to the cool. What we do is you can catch me on your TV, even on the radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. You're now tuned into CFRE 91.9 FM. It is your man, DM Cool. And welcome to Cool Radio. Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody. That's right. Your ass better call somebody. Indeed. Tell them we are live on the airwaves of CFRE 91.9 FM at the University of Toronto at Mississauga and also on the World Wide Web at CFREradio.com, of course. And ladies and gentlemen, we have an action-packed show for you tonight. We have Kendrick Lamar's surprise release of his new album, To Pimp a Butterfly. We also have a whole ton of news to get to, including Raven Simone. We have Dame Dash. We have a lot of meat to get to. Lil Wayne is in the news as well, too. And within the middle of all that chaos, we have someone to calm down that chaos with me as well, too. Uh, later on in the show, we have singer-songwriter Taya Marquise coming through to the studio, and she's going to be telling us all that happened ever since the release of her album, Woman. Uh, she was here in August, and uh, so she's going to be coming back here again to tell us all the good stuff that's happened since. But before we do that, you already know how I do, man. I got some stuff to let off my chest, and I have to do it in a very major way. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to let that ish breathe. Let this bitch breathe! Yes, yes, yes. It is time to let that ish breathe, ladies and gentlemen. And boy, oh boy, do I have a story for you guys that I want to share. Now, this story in particular is Wankster of the Week worthy. But because there are so many candidates this week for the Wankster, I had to bump this up to the Let the Ish Breathe segment. And I felt like it was only necessary for me to do it in the fashion that I want to do it. And I'll let you guys know about that in a moment. But nonetheless, um, here's a story that I have to share with you guys today. Uh, There is a gentleman. Well, not so much of a gentleman. He's more of a scumbag. He goes by the name of Creflo Dollar. Now, if you've never heard of Creflo Dollar, he is a pastor for a church in Atlanta, Georgia, all right? Now, this guy is calling upon his congregation or his flock, so to speak, to donate a whopping $65 million to fund a jet that he wants to buy, all right? It's not just any jet. It's not a business jet. It's, it, it's just... It's just a private jet, a private jet. And he wants clergymen um, of about 200,000 people, which is a lot of people for a church, to uh, donate $300 a piece so he can achieve his dream, or not his dream, but God's dream of him getting a flipping jet. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I kid you not, I cannot make this up. Tyler Perry, of all people, can even make this up either. But he's actually calling upon his flock to do this for him. Now, I know uh, there have been instances where a, a reverend, a pastor, 
whomever will kind of use religion to blind his followers and manipulate them to do, you know, things that are within his favor. But this one takes the cake. This one takes the cake. I, I don't know who would be up for this. I don't know what person in the right mind would do it. Just say that it's all in God's plan. But I can imagine what that ceremony must have been like um, when he was calling upon his people to donate this money. And it probably went along the lines of something like this. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, yes! Preach on, preacher, preach on. Coming to the church. Tell me all your thoughts, your fears, what is in your mind and in your heart. And I'm telling you, and I'm telling you all, that is within your good nature and your good graces that you put somebody in that donation pot right there. Not like any other week, but this week in particular. And I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. Not because Pastor me a new car. No, 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 no. Not because Pastor me a new house. No, 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 no. Pastor me a new jet, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, Pastor, I said, Pastor, he's a new jet. So he can fly in the friendly skies. So he can touch the ground and touch the world with that eyes. Can I get an amen in this year? I said, I said, I said, can I get an amen in here? Who's ready to catch a holy ghost for me? something along along those lines something like that but anyways enough of the craziness ladies and gentlemen when we get back from the commercial break we have the one and only taya marquise coming through into the building she's going to show share some uh share some familiar hits but also share some new experiences that she went along the way since being here in august just so you know one of the few one of the many stars i have on the show that's going to break out trusting you here to hear first but before we get to that we got some more canadian content to get to of course and this one comes by way of miss melanie durant and this is off of her new album anticipation this track right here is called four seasons so keep it locked we will be right back after these messages <laughs> yeah Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. You're now tuned into CFRE 91.9 FM. It is your man, DM Cool. 
And now, welcome back to Cool Radio. As promised, people, we have our main adventure for tonight. She is a former guest of Cool Radio, and as I like to call my former guest, a Hall of Fame member of Cool Radio, if I may say so myself. She is a singer and songwriter, and she put out her EP, Woman, back when we first did this interview in August. And since then, a whole lot has changed for her. She has opened up for certain artists. She has performed on national TV. Yes, people, I got that VIP treatment going on over in here tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, I am talking about the lovely and talented and very creatively, artistically sound artist in here. She goes by the name of Taya Marquez. Um... One of the things that you did, you know, during that time, you put out the video for for Obsession as well, too. So, how did the the concept of the video come about? I put the um, the <laughs> the music video. Mm-hmm. I did um, I did a treatment for that, and it went. It worked very well. It actually the directors um, really saw my vision um, with the whole bed scene and the female, my female dancers, mm-hmm. and I really wanted that to come through. Um, and and like the rest of the video, mm-hmm. um, so it's been doing really well. They they played it on, uh, on CB twenty four. Yeah, Omni TV is also supporting supporting that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, and rightfully so too. And so, like when you're getting like all all the support from um, like all these TV networks and stuff like that. On top of that, you have been performing, or you open up for for Tanache, and you have your own show, um, your own show that you'll be headlining. Like, how does that make you feel? That it's like, do, do you almost feel like it's almost all happening so fast? Um, you know, I it is definitely happening very fast. Um, but I've been I've been grinding for like ten years, yeah. probably more. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I'm really happy and I'm really, really thankful and I'm mm-hmm. really um, just grateful for all any success that mm-hmm. um, is happening. And to be honest, like I feel I feel very uh, comfortable in my in my element, in myself mm-hmm. um, as an artist, as a songwriter, as a human being. Mm-hmm. I, I'm so I'm ready to take on any any um challenges or any opportunities that comes that comes my way right now um maybe two years ago i wasn't ready so like it might def it's probably all happening very fast but to me in in this headspace that i'm in it's like let's go let's do this i'm ready like i i i've put in 10 years of work like um i've been waiting (laughs) you know so i'm i'm really excited about all the opportunities and um yeah just getting trying to get more and get more out there and yeah that's what's so that's just a cool drop actually right there what's going on oh wrong drop never mind but definitely you get that cool i'll, I'll revise <laughs> right there anyways cool. there you go see there you go <laughs> oh man my buttons are not working today but no worries at all we will get that fixed anyways enough about all that stuff back to you now uh creatively uh what would you say is the biggest uh challenge for you in the songwriting process uh, creatively, I am, I'm always working with songwriters. I love to collaborate. So shout out any songwriters or producers out there, you know, that want to collaborate. Um, local talent is amazing. Um, Toronto has great talent, great talent, um, producers, songwriters, just, yeah, great talent. So, um, you know, my biggest challenge is, 
would be to when I'm writing, mm-hmm. um, I have I've I've ha- I have a lot of experiences of different things, like good things and yeah. crazy crazy things and that have happened in life. Um, but the biggest challenge is to not like. I guess the biggest challenge is to really pull that out of me and put it in a song. Like mm. I want to speak to my audience. Yeah. Um, but I will say the songwriters that I work with, mm-hmm. they, they really help me to, um, to really pull that out of me and, mm. and to not be afraid to put it, to put it on paper or on a track or yeah. in the music. They, they really help me to word it correctly mm. or, you know, um, give the right emotion, evoke the right emotion. Absolutely. Um, so, so they help you, they coach you, they kind of like, you know, stream you along the right way basically and just help you harness your talent in a sense. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Um, some of the writers and producers, can I shout them out? Of course, please. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Laniki, uh, Neo Tempest is yeah, the producer. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Neo Tempest, mm-hmm. uh, the, who produced the whole woman EP. Um, and Alexandra Somalius, uh, pretty much, yeah, those are the the producers. And then there's a, a few more that I, I'm going to keep on a hush. Okay, okay. You know, I can't reveal everything. Yes. You'll, you'll know sooner or later. Secret society, all we ask for is trust. <laughs> We're to hope. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I, I, I could definitely dig it. Now, yeah. you being a songwriter, you, you've uh, written for other artists as well, too. Uh, I remember when you were first here, you mentioned how you, you uh, wrote a couple songs for Britney Spears as well, too. Uh, now, whenever you are writing for someone and then they use your song and then like you hear like how, how great of a song it is, is there ever a time where you're like, damn, I should have kept it for myself? Like, do you ever have those moments? Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> you know what? No, because uh-huh. because I can always write another one. <laughs> <laughs> It's too easy for it, ladies and gentlemen. Too easy. <laughs> no, yeah, honestly, no, because it's still my baby, mm-hmm. and um, and if a, another artist does does you know um, does it well, yeah, if they if they do a bad job, then probably I'd yeah. be. But yeah, then it looks bad. On then you. it then yeah. it's not. But I don't. You know, I I try to work with, uh, you know, good talent, and mm-hmm. yeah, so. Um, no, actually I don't get possessive. I, I create the babies so that they can, so they, they can go and yeah. explore the world exactly. through whoever, whoever's best for them. Absolutely. I, I like that analogy actually. Yeah. The babies. And my like babies. My, ba- my baby. My, my baby. Ba- my baby songs. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Now. Okay. So, uh, one thing I want to ask you actually, uh, a lot of artists, um, they like to venture into different forms of like arts and entertainment. So they may like to go into like television or movies or something to that extent. Um, have you ever contemplated that before? Oh my gosh, yes! I definitely want to go into acting. Okay. I want to cry. I want to cry. Like I, I just want to be artistic in mm-hmm. every way possible. The mm-hmm. only thing I can't do is draw and be like visual, like a yeah. visual artist. Yeah. Um, but as far as acting, singing, songwriting. Anything that that's creative, I just love to do. Um, mm-hmm. Anything that allows me to be creative, I love to do. Even like even business, because business is creating thing like opportunity. Like, yeah, business is also creative. So absolutely, yeah, yeah, definitely acting. Um, even 
No, for sure acting. Okay. I was uh, thinking about something else, and then I'm like, no, I shouldn't say that. No, no, that's, what, what, what no I can't. <laughs> no, no, see, you've already cracked open Pandora's box a little bit. You can't, you can't be like, oh, I have a secret, but I'm not going to tell. No, give the people what they want. No, 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 <laughs> no. My mind is crazy, so I shouldn't be saying everything that's in there. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. On your third appearance on Cool Rio, we're going to get it out of you, though. <laughs> no. No, oh, oh, trust me. DM got his ways. Uh-huh. I got my ways. Uh-huh. Now. If you had to play a role in any movie, what role would it be? Like, what role do you envision yourself in? Oh, oh my gosh. The Notebook. Oh, ah! wow. We're going with the, 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 uh, the, the romance. Yes, <laughs> yes. I would totally play, um, what's her name? Noah and uh, Ali. 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 Yeah. I don't know these characters, <laughs> so whatever you're saying, uh, I will believe you. <laughs> Ali. I believe it's Ali. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> yes. Uh, the... the, the um, the female, she's Canadian, actually. Oh, okay, uh, there you go. Okay. What's her What's her name? Rachel McAdams. Okay, oh my I've gosh. Heard that name oh my okay. gosh. Yes, Rachel McAdams' role. I would totally love to do that role. I would love to cry and be passionate and make love, uh, like you know, all yeah. that. Just it's so real and so yeah. Exactly. You just want that whole artistic feeling basically yeah that's what's up that's what i can get yeah. with that all right ladies and gentlemen if you're just tuning in you are now tuning to cfre radio 91.9 fm it is your man dm cool and you are live on the air with taylor marquis she's in the building talking about her current experiences within the music industry and going forward as well too now Taylor, you've been here before yes. so you're no stranger to what we like to do around here oh yeah um we like to play games <laughs> i here. like i like a games i i like a games I don't, too i like a games i like a <laughs> I, I was hoping you wouldn't catch that. Come, I got headphones on. I'm reading your lips. I like How a game. Catch that. that. That's gonna be like. You know what? I'm gonna like splice that and make that like, make that like a drop. You know what I mean? Like whenever we have the game portion, you're gonna be like, I like a game. Oh my <laughs> Me, god. Like bouncy. Okay. Well, at least I get as long as I get paid every time it plays. There you go. There. You know what? <laughs> Royalties. We'll, we'll talk to the CanCon. You know, we'll see if we can figure out a deal with them. Nonetheless. <laughs> um, so the first game that we have lined up, this one is called obsessed okay and clearly it's based off of your hit single obsession and what have you so in this game um you have to choose what you have a strong obsession for and i have the uh things listed uh this right here on my mac computer um so with that being said i am going to listen out and you tell me whether or not you are obsessed with it or you're not okay all right the first one netflix uh Obsessed. Okay. Well, not anymore since the hundred is done. Since I've done, since I've been done watching the hundred, I'm waiting for the season three. Okay. Okay. The hundred is that like the hundred? Oh my gosh! You should start watching it. Okay. Okay. You're gonna be obsessed because. (laughs) I love how you tied that in. Perfect. I could have scripted it better myself. Okay. Um. Next one. This was an obvious one. Arts. Obsessed. Okay. Chocolate. Obsessed. There you go. All women love chocolate. Dark chocolate, too. And I I know you. Hold on. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You said it last. You know we did this last time. We went we went through this last time, and you're like dark chocolate. Did, did we really? I, yeah, I we did. Yes, we did. That was like and you're like eons ago. 
Oh man, we we always end up talking about dark chocolate on your show. And listen, I just mentioned chocolate. I didn't say any coating of chocolate. I didn't say the <laughs> box. I didn't say if it was Werther's original or if it was like dark chocolate obsessed. Shout out to all my brothers out there, you know. Shout out to all my Africans. Oh, wow. <laughs> Charlotte. Oh, wow. <laughs> all right. Next one. Um, sports. Uh, not at all. Nah, I'm sorry. Like, eh, I'm like, sorry. Yikes. <laughs> all right. Next one. Um, Ratchet Entertainment. Uh, no. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> no. A lot of people, is, is, that's like their guilty pleasure. You know, I like that. I like memes. Like Ratchet Entertainment oh, yeah. memes on Instagram. Oh yeah, I do. I do like those. Those will, I will laugh at. Anyone can get. Anyone can get with that. And the final one, um, <laughs> as I like to call them, the Kardashian clan. Uh no, not obsessed. Okay, okay. No, good. I'm. I'm obsessed with the the baby North. I love uh, her. Bless her heart. I um, love her, and I'm obsessed with Kanye. But if that's tied into. Uh, the Kardashians, I guess it, it is kind of. Well, after all, he is Mr. Kardashian, so he kind of is. But nonetheless, at least you're not tied into like the root of it, like Chris Jenner and all those. No, all those no, I'm sorry. Goblins. No, I'm sorry. No. <laughs> I feel so sorry for Northwest because she is going to be pimped out like the rest of her aunts and siblings and what have you. Oh yikes! Probably not because Kanye will have his two cents in it. Kanye has lost all sanity. <laughs> Whenever when he put that bullshit out Yeezus album, he lost all sanity. Okay, I, I didn't say it. You did. You're damn right I did. I'm breaking the fourth wall as I say it too. Anyways, um, that's another story for another episode. Uh, now it's time to play the second game, which is a mainstay amongst all of our guests. And you already know what this one is. <laughs> I quit the game. Every oh, second, yes, yes, every yes, minute, yes. man, I swear that she can get it. All right, so you're no stranger to this game. Yes, yes. Uh, but I will remind the audience at home listening and uh, the ones who will be watching in the future, courtesy of YouTube, um, you are, you know, the eligible bachelorettes in this alternate universe. You are wheeling and dealing, kiss stealing, jet flying, limousine riding, um, trailblazing, eyebrow raising. Um, you are doing your thing and life is good. And you're enjoying your career as well, too. But there comes a time where you must quit the game. You've got to settle down. You can no longer be living single like Sinclair. You must settle down and move into the home with the white picket fence, with the tire swing, with the apple pie cooling on the windowsill, coming home to your husband and your children. Now, if you're to quit the game, which one of these two gentlemen would you quit the game for? Um, are you a fan of the show Empire? Yes, a little bit. Okay, okay, fair enough. Would you quit the game for Andre Lyon, which is the light skinned guy who's dating the uh, the white girl? The he's like big and oh, muscular. Oh yeah, yeah, the brother, the like the middle brother. He's like the oldest brother. The oldest brother. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. So is, is it coming the, to the mind? The crazy, the yes. crazy guy. There yeah. There you go. There you go. The not so nice one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Would you quit the game for him, or would you quit the game? And and I feel terrible that I don't remember this guy's name. Or would you quit the game for? The, the guy who plays the security. Uh, he's like that, that ex-Marine guy, and he's like hired by Lucius uh, as a security. He's like dark. He has an afro. has a little bit of a part in there. Ha- have you seen uh, him? No, I don't know. I don't he has know like a little I... love affair with, with, uh, with Cookie. Have, have you seen that guy? I, I only No, I only watched a couple episodes. I have, to, I have to get on that. Okay, fair enough. Scrap that then. Scrap that. Um, <laughs> Sorry. I, I, no, it's cool. It's cool. I like to improvise. Um, would you quit the game for Morris Chestnut... Or Shamar Moore. Shamar Moore. Shamar Moore. Okay. Why Shamar Moore? I don't know. He's just more attractive. 
Oh man, I was hoping you you, you go for the chocolate once again. Oh, <laughs> oh right, oh right. Yeah, okay. I changed my mind now. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, you know, no, I don't. No, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, he's just more attractive to me. I don't know. I don't know why, but yeah. he's just he's more sexier. Fair enough, fair enough. I ain't hating. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, we have Tia Marquis in the building and we're about to go to a commercial break. And as we go to the commercial break, we have more CanCon to get to, which comes by way of her hit single Obsession. So that being said, ladies and gentlemen. Keep it locked. We got more with Taylor Marquise. And when we do come back, we have Trip Talk. Three topics and maybe not in three minutes. Just three topics in general that we're going to get to. So once again, keep it locked. This is Cool Radio. And we'll be right back after these messages. Yeah. Gotta love them grizzly bears, ladies and gentlemen. Gotta love them grizzly bears. Um, welcome back to the show. You're now tuned into CFRE 91.9 FM. It is your man, DM. Cool. And welcome back to Cool Radio. I still got the lovely and talented Taya Marquise in the building. Hello, Cool Radio. I'm still here. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> now it is time for uh, the segment of the show, which we like to talk about the hottest news topics that went on this week in hip hop and pop culture. Nonetheless, I am talking about Trip Talk. So we got three topics to get to. Um, so with that being said, let's get to it. All right. So first topic on the deck. Um, Tanache, you know, the artist that you opened up for, Taya, uh, she was actually scheduled to be on Iggy Azalea's worldwide tour, but she pulled out of the tour and instead got locked into <laughs> Nicki Minaj's tour instead. Now, this comes off the, on the heels of uh, Iggy not selling out enough of the seats as much as they anticipated. And because of that, <laughs> Tanache and her management said, yeah, we're going to kind of pull back from your tour and we're going to sign up with Nicki Minaj instead because it's already sold out. So, uh, what's your take on this, Taylor? Oh, yeah. Very smart. I love Tanache's management and uh crew i've met them all and they're awesome mm-hmm. um hardworking, cool down-to-earth people yeah um and you know what if i was if i was mike i would have done the same thing mm-hmm. um you know i all on another standpoint as well <clears throat> on like on a business standpoint mm-hmm. um fan base i think tinashe's fan base would speak more or rather Nicki minaj's fan base would 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 receive Tinashe more than um, Iggy's fan base because Iggy, I think, is more pop rap and mm-hmm. Nicki's more urban rap. And I think Tinashe is more urban R&B. So mm-hmm. it's like it's more in the same bucket. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a definitely obviously a good idea. Yeah. I'll say to add to your point <laughs> as well, too. Uh, Nikki has crossover appeal, so she can appe- she can appeal to the pop and the urban market, which is a good thing about her. With Iggy, yeah. I think she only has that pop lane because when it comes to like hip hop circles, very few are riding up behind her, as you can see in the interviews and her comments on Twitter and this, that, and the third. So yeah, and I love Nikki. I like Iggy, but um, I love Nick. After I heard that monster verse yeah i was like in love with her i don't care what she does i don't care if she's nasty on songs or whatever it's uh-huh. like that one verse sold me and like i i choose her over iggy any day you know what i feel like that that verse sold a lot of people even when i heard it i was like okay nikki 
I'm not mad at that. Yeah. I, me, like, I have my own I'm reservations for, for the, <laughs> <laughs> I have my own reservations with, with the two artists. Um, so it is what it is. That can be said for another day because I can go on <laughs> days about mm-hmm. that. Me too. Interesting. Um, as far as like the, uh, the move that they made, uh, to put Tanache to Nikki's, uh, tour instead, um, at the end of the day, music is art, but it's also a business as well too. And they can't have the Tanache brand suffer because of another artist. So, why not align her with someone else who already has their ish together, so to speak? So I can't blame it from that standpoint. I know Iggy must be feeling salty as hell right now, but it is what it is. So, and oh, it's good press. It's it's you know what? No press is bad press, as, as they say in the world of publicity. It's good press for Tinashe because now everyone's talking about it. Exactly. And see, even we're talking about yeah. it too. So there you go. <laughs> and uh, shouts to you for being on a first name basis with her management about, oh, Mike wouldn't do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's really cool. I Yeah, they are such hustlers and yeah. they're just really down to earth, Mike. Now you know. I know, right? It's Mike. Yeah, shouts to Mike. I see <laughs> you, Playboy. To Mike. Yes. <laughs> All right, so let's keep it moving. Uh, Kendrick Lamar released his highly anticipated album. <clears throat> pardon me, I'm sounding like DMX out here. Uh, sounded, uh, uh, sorry, released his uh, album to pimp a butterfly. Now, the original release date was set for March 23rd, but it was surprisingly released a week earlier via iTunes. Now, there is a trend going on uh, yeah. uh, that's been happening for a little over a year now where certain big-name artists will just out of nowhere put out an album. So Beyonce kind of started the recent trend, I should say, with their self-titled album back in, what was it, December 2013, I believe. And then afterwards, J. Cole just kind of came out of nowhere and released his album, but like gave people like a month but there was n- very little promo that to followed up with it uh drake did the same thing with if you're reading this it's too late and now kendrick so Teo, why is it that these artists are just kind of putting their music out with a like, very little promo and just kind of popping up and saying hey guys by the way i have an album go buy it <laughs> i don't know i think it's maybe just because it's the trend mm-hmm. um especially if you're that big of an artist mm. you can do that um exactly. You can totally do that. I'm not sure if the labels, if this is the labels plan of action or if it's the, if it's like the manager's plan Mm -hmm. of action. I'm not too sure. Like, but whatever, whoever's deciding this is probably smart, Mm -hmm. at least for the big name artists. Like, you know, if a smaller name artist does that, I don't think it would really fly. Yeah, it wouldn't, res- it wouldn't mm-hmm. resonate as strong. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it's good for the artists that they can do that and still get the return because they're using very little of the label's money for promo and, and other resources as well, too. So they still have some money left within their mm-hmm. budget that they don't have to pay back to mm-hmm. the labels. If- you know what? Maybe that, maybe, yeah. Maybe that, maybe it's not, it's probably not the label's decision. It's probably the. The artist's mm-hmm. slash manager's deci- decision because yeah. what you just said, they're exactly. like, you know what? Screw the label. Like, I don't, like, I'm not saying this. Yeah, yeah, Shout out to labels. Yeah. Just- <laughs> <laughs> there we go. I, I'm not, don't quote me, but I'm just saying they're probably thinking, you know, like, screw the labels. I'm, I'm, I have enough following. I have an, I have a, a big enough fan base. I can, I don't need all this promo money to pay them back. So yeah, it's yeah. probably that. Yeah, absolutely. And no, good on the artists as well, too, Rick. It, it just shows that how much, you know, power that the artists do have, not just the label owners as well, too. And like this has been happening since the, the boom of like the social media age as well. So well, I feel like if you're... Yeah, if sorry. You're, no, no, that's cool. I feel like if you're that strong of an artist, you can do that. What, what were you going to say? 
Yeah, I was going to say, um, do labels, I don't know. It's like, do labels All know labels. about this? Like, do like you know what I mean? It, it has to, wait, no, it has to go through the label. It, it, it does to a certain extent. Like, they I don't know like, the full inner workings of it, but each artist is given like a contract obligation saying you have to release four uh, albums under our umbrella. They don't give you a time date as to when to do it, but right. they say just do it. And you have to turn in your album to your label reps. And if they give you the approval to release it, then they're going to pre- pre- uh, prepare the promo for you and all that stuff. Um, but if they don't approve it, then they're going to shelf it or they're going to tell you, um, take the song out, take that one out, put a new one in, something to that extent. That's basically the same controversy that Lupe Fiasco has been in for like the last like four or five years or whatever. Um, as to how they release it, that one could be up in the clouds. So it could be a label tactic where they say, hey, Drake, you're you're big of an artist. Um, just put this one out and, and see see how it does. You know, yeah. that way, you know, Drake isn't spending money. The label's money on resources and the label doesn't have to give money to Drake to spend money. They can use that budget for something else. That's true. Yeah. This is all so it's a win win for both. It should be. Yeah. For artists and labels. Yeah. Well, not really for cash money because, you know, they kind of oh, lost gosh. out on a little bit of money. Well, they didn't lose out on money for that. But nonetheless, it's like. Um, Drake, you could have saved this stuff for your next stuff, but whatever. Right. <laughs> so who's who? Who knows? Speaking of cash money, actually, that's a perfect segue. Um, Little Wayne is in the news again, and he is making headlines about uh, the latest within the cash money lawsuit. So basically, there are some new details that were uh, outlined by a personality who's also an entertainment lawyer by the name of Combat Jack, and uh, he pointed out certain facts about Little Wayne's. Uh, label situation that could get Birdman and company in very hot water. So I'll list a couple of the details. One of them is 49% of Young Money uh, was supposed to go to Lil Wayne, but none of that ownership has gone to him. It's sticked within the cash money umbrella. Uh, $10 million was owed to uh, Lil Wayne for the creation of the Carter 3, and he has yet to receive any of that money. Um, he was also supposed to earn 30% of Drake's sales, but he has yet to earn that money as well. And he has already fulfilled his contractual agreements uh, to Cash Money after he put out the Carter 3, which is to put out four more albums uh, within that time span, which he did. So when you hear stuff like this, Taya, do you feel as though Cash Money is in hot water right now? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um it's like, it's like when you see success, it's like, why can't you just be good? Yeah. I don't know. It's just like, why do you have to? Like, so they owe Wayne a lot of money. Yes. And that's what Wayne is it's suing like, for. Yeah. It's like, why didn't you? Did they know? They, they have to have known. <laughs> they have to have known that they're screwing him. Can, can, can I cast with the gospel to you for a second as well to all the listeners? Yes, please. <sighs> I don't. Yeah. Cash money is a graveyard for artists, okay? They have been known to screw artists in the butt ever since their inception in 1998. They have been doing this to to Juvenile. They've been doing this to Turk. They've been doing this to Manny Fresh. They've been doing it to so many people out in, in the world of entertainment, and this is no different. Lil Wayne is the latest casualty, and unfortunately... You know, he should have seen this coming because he has been on that label since 1998. Yeah, so that that's what I'm talking about. It's like if you if they're 
you don't have to do business dirty. Like, I don't agree with that. And mm -hmm. if they're doing every, like you said, every artist dirty and yeah. they're screwing them in the butt, like yeah. every artist, like seriously, no. Y you can be successful and you can be successful with your with your peers. Like, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, uh, it just, it, it. I don't like that way of doing business. It's mm -hmm. like, you, can, you guys can all be successful together. Exactly. So if they're screwing Wayne now in the butt, yeah, it's like anyone is 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 like fair game to them basically in that regard. Well, hold up, we don't know, <laughs> we don't know what Wayne. There's, I believe that there's always three sides to the story, mm -hmm. right? It's like one side, second side, and the truth. Okay. And like we don't know the truth. I'm not saying you know, I'm not saying that Wayne did his own dirty. But maybe it maybe he's getting it back. I don't know. Maybe he did something dirty and now and now it's coming back to him. Not that I believe in karma, mm -hmm. but I do to a certain extent. I don't know. I just think that if you put out energy, it comes back to you somehow. Like you 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 put out the energy and you get energy. I think hopefully he didn't do anyone dirty cuz then he won't cuz then he'll actually survive this. See, I I understand what you're saying, but I've been paying attention to Cash Money for so long that, like, they, they're known for screwing artists. So Just Wayne was part of that. Unfortunately, he was – well, I don't know if he was part of the screwing of other artists. I don't know that for <laughs> sure because he doesn't do anything on the management side other than Young Money, basically. But as you can see from here, he barely has any input on that whatsoever. But nonetheless, he has been part of the ones that screw – mind you, he could have signed with Rockefeller Records way back in the day when, when his contract was up. But because right, right. they're so thin on artists, they begged him to re-sign. I mean, you look at someone like Manny Fresh, who was the sound architect, like the, the lead producer of that label, who was one of the people who build, built that label mm -hmm. from scratch. Even he left. Well, that's so, why you got to stop drinking your purple drink. And, I'm so done. <laughs> and pay attention. <laughs> I'm so done. <laughs> you got to stop drinking your purple drink and pay attention to what's going on in your bank account and your business. Damn. I, I agree. I agree. I can't even deny that. And on <laughs> that just, I don't know if he's drinking purple drink. I'm just I'm just making jokes. Um apparently he he uh retired off of the lean from from what I've heard. Okay. But. Well well maybe he was getting screwed when he was drinking his purple drink and then he retired and he stopped drinking his purple drink. And then he opened his and eyes. And then he's opened his eyes and he's like, Oh, I'm getting screwed. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I was like, like shit. <laughs> shit. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, I'm being mean, but No, wow. no, it's it's true. <laughs> True, man. Like if you're if you're signing the cash money or a bad boy, prepare for the worst. That's all I gotta say. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to get old school. Um, Tay, are you ready to get old school? Yeah, I love old school. I'm definitely ready to get old school. On that note, it's time for the Throwback Thursday track of the day. So uh, let's hit it. Yeah, old school with it. Old school with it. Old school with it. Old school with it. <laughs> You already know, people. Send me your thoughts and, su and suggestions for what you want to hear uh, for Throwback Thursday, all right? Now, this track right here, I'm taking it back to the early 2000s. This track right here, I don't care who you are, man, woman. If you were in your pre-teens or in your early teens when this song came out, you were feeling some sort of way, all right? And this is back when everyone was riding with this dude. Ladies and gentlemen, off of his 2001 album, Pain is Love, this is Ja Rule featuring Ashanti, always on time and when we come back we will give you the wankster of the day sorry of the week i don't know why i said day it's week anyways <laughs> keep it locked this is cool radio we'll be right back after these messages yeah what's going on people it's your boy femi lassen and man me 
it's your man Bo Pinto at Bo Pinto. Jay Hood from the Toronto Argos. You are now tuned in. Cool, cool. Radio 91.9 FM. I had an amazing experience. I had an amazing time. The best radio show experiences I've had ever. Stay tuned for the hottest in news, hip hop, entertainment, and everything. Every Thursday at 8 p.m. Big shout out to DM Cool. Good vibes. Love you, man. You're famous. I love it. Yes, yes, y'all. Welcome back to the show. You're now tuned into Cool. Sorry, CFRE 91.9 FM. It is your man, DM Cool. You're now tuned into Cool Radio. Jumped the gun a little bit, but nonetheless, it's all good. Uh, I'm still here in the building with Tia Marquise. Hello, Cool Radio. What up? That's right. That's right. And it's about that time where we anoint the ones who are doing the most ratchet of things. <laughs> who will enter the shallow walls in the Hall of Shame this week? Who is the captain of coonery for this week? Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for Wankster of the Week. Now, I need help not only from, you know, people within, like, the inner workings of Cool Radio and the Cool Click and what have you, but I needed help from everyone out there from social media because I had a hard decision on my hands. I was deciding between two Wanksters or two Wankster potentials, rather. And I couldn't decide which one was more deserving than the other. Therefore, it's a two-way tie. We're going to do both. We're going to have a double roast off, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, with that being said, the Wanksters, the co-Wanksters for the week are none other than um, former hip-hop mogul turned bum, Damon Dash, and also that's not-so-Raven, Raven Simone. Now, they are getting the Wanksters for their own individual reasons. First... We'll start off with uh, Damon Dash. Now, Damon Dash is getting the Wanksters of the Week because he made a radio appearance on The Breakfast Club uh, at Power 105.1 up in New York, or down in New York, rather. And basically, he was grilled with questions about Jay-Z, what happened between him and Jay-Z, and being a boss and everything. And he went on to demean people who work for others, basically saying something along the lines of, you know, for the males out there in particular, you're not a real man if you're working for somebody. And that's not how real bosses move. And he was being very egotistical and sounded very insecure during his little diatribe. Also, when he was asked about questions about Jay-Z, he said, real men don't talk about other men. I don't know what that means. He also said something to the extent of what real man gets their information from social media. A lot of men do. A lot of women do as well, too, from very reliable sources, if I may ask so myself. Now, he kept on going on and on about this tirade for about 40, minute, 40 or so minutes, and that was basically the theme of the interview. Now, Dame Dash, I'm going to look into the camera as I say this. Dame Dash, you are a confused little boy. You don't know what's happening around you in the real world, and you are too ignorant to realize that everybody has a boss. If you are paying taxes in whichever country that you hail from, then you answer to somebody. Even as a CEO, you have to order to a board crew, all right? You have to answer to a director of board members, and they can actually take you out of your seat of presidency if they don't find that you're doing an adequate job to propel the company in the direction that they want you to be in. That is where you go wrong in all this. And I wish you would see the light in that regard, but you can't because you're still stuck in 1999 when Rockefeller Records was actually relevant and taking over the rap game. But that is your problem. You are still such a little boy and you are, you feel so insecure because of the fact that Jay-Z 
be, went on to bigger and better things when he said, no, I don't want to do business with you anymore. And the ironic thing about all of this is the fact that he had his two stooges with him and Murder Mook and some guy who used to be his mentor on the streets, so to speak. And so my thing is, if you are claiming that real men are bosses and the ones who work for bosses aren't real men, then what does that say about Murder Mook and your Grizzly Adams looking dude that you brought with you to the breakfast club that day? Are they not real men? They have to answer to you. So what are you saying about them? So, Dame, you're getting the wankster for that most definitely. Secondly, um, don't think that you're excused, uh, Miss That's Not So Raven, Raven Simone. Raven Simone, she's getting the wankster because she went on uh, The View this past week. And basically, a lot of controversy was made when an on-air personality by the name of Ronner Figuera, I think that's how you pronounce his name, um, was fired by Univision after making an on-air joke comparing Michelle Obama to an ape from Planet of the Apes. Okay? So, she was on... Uh, sorry, Raven Simone was on The View with Whoopi Goldberg and, and the entire cast, and they were discussing this story. And basically, everyone was saying how it was wrong of her to say that. And Rosie Perez uh, was one of the guest members on this show, and she is of uh, Afro Caribbean, sorry, Afro Latino descent. She's Puerto Rican, but she has black features and what have you. Now, she went on and said that the. Uh, the Afro-Latino community is inherently racist and that a lot of them do not like to recognize their African heritage and they demean it any and every chance they get. All right. So that was a good insight. You know, her being from that community and what have you saying that. However, that's not so Raven. Raven Simone decided to chime in. Now, she said the following and I quote. But was he saying it racist like? Because if he said he voted for her later, and I don't think he was saying a racist. He literally, he, she literally said it like that, ladies and gentlemen. I kid you not. Um, and then she also pointed out, so can I be mad if someone called me Toucan Sam? <sighs> Raven, <laughs> I know you're on this quote-unquote new black tip, but here's a tip for you. You being a black person, you should know that a black person being called an ape, a monkey, an orangutan, any type of primitive animal within the ape family is inherently racist. That is a term that has been used for centuries to demean black people based on our physical features such as our big lips and our big noses and what have you. So for you to almost, you know, kind of give that other guy to co-sign and say, oh, well, he wasn't racist because he said it. No, that was a racist remark. And then the guy later on went to say, oh, I'm not racist. You know, I am a minority myself and I'm also gay. So what? You still made the freaking comments. And as Rosie Perez said, that the Afro-Latin community is inherently racist towards their black roots. So obviously, she has a point there when she is discussing that in that regard. So, Raven, I know you want to live in this utopia where racism and prejudice doesn't exist. And guess what? We would all like to live in that world. But guess what? It's not happening. We live in a world where racism exists and it will always exist to this day. It's not going to die. It will only multiply. So for you to say, oh, he wasn't racist. Maybe she kind of does look like an ape. No, it is inherently racist to say that a black person looks like an ape. And you of all people should know that. You were in an episode of Roots, for Christ's sake, when you were six years old. And you, do, you don't know this? 
I'm sorry. Maybe you need to go back to the Raven that was on Family Channel who was psychic powers, and you should have seen your dumbass saying this from time, or else you could have stopped yourself from saying it, basically. But I digress. Raven and Damon Dash, both of you guys are getting the wankster of the week. Raven, you're getting the wankster for being racist to your own kind, and Damon Dash, you're getting the wankster for not being a boss at all. And I have nothing further to say to that. Do you guys deserve this wankster collectively? <clears throat> of course! So on that note, I'm going to drop that wankster one more time. I digress. Taya, what is your take on this? Oh my gosh. Oh no. Why did you ask me? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's like it's like dumb and dumber. Like the both topics are ridiculous. Right? Um Yeah, I I understand where Raven's coming from. I okay, I, I don't. I look, really look, don't. I understand that she's trying like the utopia thing. Yeah. Like she's trying to live and she's trying to promote a world of non-race like of no racism she's trying to promote a world but like you said it's it it still exists and what he said the comment he said was very yeah it was very racist very racist this is what raven was doing right here you see what i'm trying to do right now you see i'm trying to grab that that headphone right there you know what she was trying to do right there she was reaching okay she was reaching for for (laughs) for some some form of common sense but she failed miserably she got nothing out of it yeah that's the thing it's like you gotta if you're gonna you know if you're gonna go for something you gotta go with it yeah like fully like she should have like, does she respond to the critics and stuff? Like, does she, what is she? What is she I don't, saying? I don't know what she said after the show. Okay. Um, all I know is this: like, I know there are some black people out there who like to play the race card for anything, and I understand that. I get that. But in that situation, when a black person is being called an ape, yeah, no, that you put that race card down. I'm sorry. Yeah, man. no, like, that's, that's like that's inherently racist. That's been around from from even the the transatlantic. But maybe she didn't know era. that. Does she know that? I, I don't know. She has to know her that. Being a, you know what? Does she nope. know the, 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 that, does she know that it's not right to call a black person uh, monkey or whatever, like apes and stuff? Like, does she know that? I'm going to say this right she now. She has to know that. I'm going to say this right now. No disrespect to black Americans, but some of you guys need to do your education. I mean, two years ago, I did a wankster on Future for his dad not knowing who Emmett Till was even though they were born and raised in the South, all right? And I feel like with a lot of Southern Americans in particular, ironically enough, the birthplace of where black slavery happened in America, a lot of them don't know about that. Mm. And I don't know where Raven's from within the United States, but her being a black American, she needs to know this stuff. She she doesn't have to be the next political activist, but you at least need to be aware. Yeah, you need to be aware. Be aware of this stuff. I mean, mind you, I'm a black Canadian, all right? The black Canadian experience and the black American experience, two different things. Two different we things. Didn't, yeah. We didn't go through the whole slavery. We didn't build this country right. on slavery. Right. Unless if you're migrating from the south to St. John's or Halifax or East Preston where you're a runaway slave in that regard. But beyond that, we didn't build our backs on slavery. Blacks didn't really come into this country as a large number of people until the 60s and the 70s when a lot of our parents immigrated from like Ghana, Nigeria, Trinidad, Jamaica, et cetera, et cetera. A lot of the Canadians, a lot of us, like people within our 20s, what have you, we're for the most part first generation Canadians. So we, we're more tied to our roots than the, the black Americans are. But because of that, I feel like, and because of all the things that are happening in America right now, the things that happened back then and what have you, it's their responsibility as individuals to 
know about to this know stuff. exactly and don't be willfully be ignorant yeah especially when you are a minority in that country <laughs> yeah definitely look how they're treating obama they, they're asking him to to release his his birth certificate to prove that he's american I mean, like when, when you when you're questioning the president of the united states for something like that then you know that's something that that the system is systematically racist yeah yeah exactly but anyways yeah she should know she should know she should have known she should not have said anything about apes and whatnot or no, not her, but she shouldn't have backed that guy up. Exactly. She shouldn't have. And he should, who is? He's a nobody. Who is he? Don't, he's some, oh. who's some Ricky Martin wannabe. Anyways, oh. forget about him. Her, pardon me, her and Don Lemon are on my shit list right now. Real <laughs> talk. Anyways, let's move on to some pleasant things. Uh, we have a little bit of time left. Taya, what do you have coming up in the future? Uh, like I said, the show that I'm uh, doing, April 17th, um, uh, I'm headlining for the first time. Um, so, And then I have a couple opening mm-hmm. acts. Um, I have Jessica Chase and another one um, that I'm going to roll out sooner or later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm just, uh, it's going to be a full band, a live band. My dancers, I'm going to be doing choreography. Yeah, I'm going to be dancing, um, performing (laughs) the whole woman EP. And uh, that is taking place at the Rivoli, Mm -hmm. uh, downtown Toronto, um, April 17th, 9 p.m. Come out and have a drink with me. Um, And aside from that, I'm just always in the studio writing for other artists and as well as myself Mm -hmm. for uh, my next EP. Mm -hmm. Um, And... Uh, I'm also performing um, at CMW this year. Hey. <laughs> yeah, so details of, for that will be coming out soon as well on my social media, um, which, by the way, you can find me on uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, Instagram and Twitter is at Taya Marquise, and Facebook is facebook.com slash Taya Marquise Music. Um, yeah, and what else am I doing? <laughs> You're on SoundCloud as well, too. I know that. Yes, I am. Yeah. SoundCloud, of course. Uh, SoundCloud.com slash Taya Marquis. Um, and then I also have, I'm working on a couple treatments for my new music video. Um, so I'm going to be putting that out soon as well. Couple of things. Yeah, just a couple, you know. Just a just, couple. Just, just few here and there. Nothing too major, you know. Major performance for Canada's music, busiest week in music, you know. Another music video, just just easy stuff. Oh, 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 and oh, another oh, little oh. thing. Another little <laughs> wait, thing. wait, wait. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm also working on a, a line with a designer, Sakuja, oh. um, for uh, for lingerie. Oh, okay. <laughs> there we go. There we go. And uh, do so, you want to yeah. elaborate on that, or just want to? No, no. It's okay, it's, okay. it's an idea. I might. I should probably shouldn't have said something about it. You know what? But, you know what? But it's an now. I have to do it because I. There you, go. I said, you know what? People have that effect whenever they come on here. They they, they they feel that they can say anything and everything, and I appreciate that. Yeah. No. So, I, it's uh, a definitely an, um, in talk. So we'll see. Okay. Okay. Definitely, we'll be on the lookout for all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, Taya. Thank you so much for coming through. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you. You already know you're welcome to come through anytime. Thank you. Ikase Lots Shukase. of love. Absolutely. Nothing but love. That's yeah. what we do here at Cool Radio. Uh, next week, on next week's show, uh, event planner, party MC, Kamikachi Juice will be in the building. He will be here next week to promote his latest edition of The Good and Plenty, the annual birthday extravaganza. So be on the lookout for that. We'll talk to him about that and all that good stuff. And uh, as... 
for me, you can follow me on Twitter at Cool Radio. Follow the show at Cool underscore Radio as well. And then you can catch all full podcasts of the show at Cool underscore Radio on SoundCloud. And you can catch video clips of each episode at Cool underscore Radio on YouTube. Subscribe, subscribe, follow, hashtag, whatever all the cool kids are doing these days. But... <laughs> It's time to go, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, I am your man, DM Koo. And we are out of here. Keep it gravy and wavy. Peace. Cool.